What's up, guys? In honor of recently reaching my 100th episode, which I can't tell you how excited I am about that, I wanted to go back to where it all began and give you guys a replay of one of my favorite interviews, the first interview that I ever did with Tommy Swanhouse. It's a really powerful one, so I hope you guys enjoy it and go back with me to where it all began. Welcome to the Art of Communication, where entrepreneurs learn to grow their business more effectively through mastering their ability to connect to others. Whether you're looking to increase revenue, widen your network, or just getting others to buy into your vision, we'll help you dramatically transform your business and life by communicating more effectively, improving your leadership skills, and reinvesting time back into your family. You're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and your life. So let's start the conversation with your host, Greg Rice. I'm really excited for the interview today, guys, with Tommy Swanhouse. Tommy is the author of the best-selling book, Amplifier Marketing, Career, and Company. And he has an amazing career. At the age of 25, he created and sold his first TV show to TLC. Then he created his own film streaming platform, and this was before Netflix, and he expanded that to over 110 countries in just two years. He's keynoted speeches at the Global Entrepreneurship Week, and he regularly speaks at the United Nations. Today, he runs the Tommy Swanhouse Company, which focuses on helping clients create content and then amplifying that content through social media. His company was selected as one of the top 10 smartest companies in 2019 by CEO Views. And Tommy himself is also ranked in the top 0.005% of influencers worldwide. So Tommy knows how to innovate, how to communicate, and how to connect with people. And those are some of the things that we chatted about, right? He's a really innovative guy. So we talked about how he gets other people to buy into those visions when no one else can see it but him. And the importance of building partnerships to do that effectively and building the trust of folks to drive those partnerships and how to do that effectively. And we also got into his positivity-based approach to leadership and how that's been so effective for him. So Tommy's just an amazing guy, and we can learn so much from his unique journey. But for me, the biggest takeaway is how to use communication to bring new innovations into the world that don't exist yet today. Tommy, thank you for joining me today. Really excited to have you on the Art of Communication podcast. I know you're doing a ton of stuff. So I'd love to just start by getting an update on kind of what you're working on right now. Well, first of all, Greg, thanks for having me. It's an honor. I have been busy during the quarantine. Finished my first book and I self-published under uh, TMS Publishing. Congrats. Um, third day that I published, it became a bestseller on uh, Amazon's short memoirs and biographies. Wow. So that was, uh, you know, you have Elon Musk on there, Jeff Bezos, you have Gandhi, you have all the major players. So that was, uh, that was a real surprise and excitement for me. My publisher published this book, Exceed the Bar, over, I guess, probably a month after that. Okay. And that also became a bestseller. Yeah. And so now my new cover looks like this with a <laughs> lot of awards. <laughs> <laughs> well, well earned awards, I'm sure. Could you t- kind of share a little bit about the books and kind of the main themes of them and, and what some of the key takeaways are? Definitely. So, uh, so I originally uh, decided to write the book last summer. I guess it was in June. I was told that I had uh, stage four cancer. Wow. Which means that basically in January, I had uh, a tumor in my forehead for cancer. They took that out. And then so I went back and the doctor's like, oh, this is metastasized. And they're mm-hmm. like, yep, it's metastasized. All right. I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> and, you know, 
found out that means it's basically the cancers and the lymph nodes. So I was uh, preparing for the worst and I have a seven-year-old son and I wanted to leave him something, a legacy to always remember me by, to learn about me, all that. So as I was lying in bed, feeling sorry, didn't know what was next, I was offered a book deal. And it's funny how life works like that. Yeah. So, uh, I originally agreed to the book deal as a legacy project. And then uh, 10 days later, I found out that the test results came back negative. So someone was definitely looking out for me once again. So I decided to keep going with the project and do it for entrepreneurs, small business owners, people that are looking to grow their careers. You know, right now it's very competitive out there. And so uh, I've been fortunate. I've had a very uh, successful uh, journey in terms of business, but I've also had some personal failures in my life because of business, I would say. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to share my experience with people so that they could see what I already did and take the best of what I did but also learn from the worst that I did. So they don't do that. It's kind of a, a how-to self-help. You walk away with it and you will have at least three things that you can apply right away to your career or your small company. So I'm very action-oriented and the book is very that way. It's kind of a fun, short read. And I, I can attest to that as I, I picked it up in preparation for this and read the majority of it in, in you know, maybe probably an hour or two. It's very easy to consume, but also very powerful. So now I have a, I've been working on a sh- uh, the audiobook also uh-huh. during the quarantine. And that is a whole different beast. It's like releasing a new book. I've heard that's very so, difficult to do. Oh, yeah, very. And uh, there's one company that is kind of the gatekeeper for Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. And, you know, the requirements and of what you have to meet and all that are very high, uh, which is great for the listener. In the end, it's going to be great for me. But, you know, I just have to make sure I meet all those and, so kind of planning that and, you know, doing some additional work I need to get past to go onto those additional platforms. So yeah, I'm excited for that. So tell me a little bit about the Raise the Bar book and kind of- So uh, Raise the Bar is, or Exceed the Bar is similar to, um, it's just kind of about my journey also. It's similar to uh, Amplify Your Marketing, Career, and Company. It's just, it's kind of like a, a bridge version of it, I would guess. Mm-hmm. So, and then it's, a, so I co-authored that with um, a couple other people that are also entrepreneurs and have, you know, gone through different journeys in their life. And so it's, it's a, a book that has brought together different entrepreneurs that have had different journeys that people can learn from is the concept of the book. So Very cool. Very cool. So I know you've done a ton when you talk about the journey. I'd love if we could just kind of go back and give a little bit of overview of what that journey's look like sure. and kind of what's the passion that keeps driving you down that path. Sure. I guess uh, my, my career kind of really started to take off when I was 25. Uh, I sold my first TV show, reality show, TLC, the Learning Channel, which is part of Discovery Communications. Sold 12 episodes in the room, which is kind of unheard of. And that was kind of the beginning of my whole process of really launching into being my own you know, business owner, entrepreneur, innovator, visionary. So uh, so did that and then went on to uh, start a company with my two brothers who are also in media. And uh, we created what was declared the first success on the mobile platform for a series. So Jay Leno talked about it, won Men's Integrated Marketing Award, it was nominated for a Streamy Award, which is like the Oscars for the web. So it did really well. Uh, and we did, you know, we had clients such as Pepsi for, you know, we did branding, digital, and mobile was what we concentrated on. Mm-hmm. After that, I decided to go out on my own because I couldn't figure out why there were so many great films out there and no one could see these films. 
you know, they were like traditional five gatekeepers. You had like Miramax, Universal Classics or Paramount Classics, a couple others that were decided who saw what and, you know, the marketing, all that. There are 30,000 films made a year. And these are films that are not made cheap. These are big budget films that are funded by government entities, all that. And so I decided to create a platform where people all over the world could see these films. These are award-winning films, had director interviews, had behind the scenes, making of, and then you could also buy the ticket if it was in the theaters right there. So the concept was a Netflix, Amazon Prime, but a couple of years before. Uh, this is back in 2009. And uh, I also combined that with uh, contextual advertising. So, And the whole idea was impulse spending. And you could buy these films. You could sign up for a monthly subscription or you could buy them one at a time. Okay. And what was very interesting uh, that I've, we observed was that kind of the older generations signed up for the monthly and you would have the younger generations th- that would buy the same film, you know, three times one month. <laughs> All because of impulse. <laughs> they didn't want to commit to the long term. <laughs> so you were so succeeding with the impulse buy. Yeah. But uh, so took that company, zero market share to 110 countries in less than two years. Sounds awesome, right? It was uh, just a uh, very exciting. This is what you know you dream of as an entrepreneur. But with that comes costs go up, your servers go up, your everything goes up drastically to accommodate, to grow, to build brands. And so I was actually worth at one point $40 million. And I was the brokest I've ever been, I would say. Because oh, all my wow. money went back into building the company, building brand. You know, it was tough. But uh, we then launched what was declared the first like online film exhibition. Mm-hmm. So the idea, and it's perfect for what's going on now because not everyone's able to travel and go to these locations. Mm-hmm. So we had, uh, we had film submissions from all over the world. And then we had world premieres on Facebook, on our own platform. And then we had, after that, you know, live Q&As with directors. And that's kind of the best thing about going to a film festival is it's the excitement of the film and the director Q&As after, of learning about, you know, what happened and all that. So we brought all that to what we like to say, the palm of your hand or cushion of your couch. Mm-hmm. So you can watch on your terms or you can tune in for these live premieres. You know, in the process of doing all that, one thing that I could not stand was that you cannot stream video on your mobile phone. So every website was built with Flash, which is type of code. And so that wouldn't work on the mobile phone. And then the other option was a progressive download, which took forever. So you lost interest, you know, or you watch a little bit and have to download some more. So uh, we figured out how to bring the, the streaming to your phone. And so we were one of the first for that. So you could literally access, you know, our content on every device, smart TV, your phone, you know, we were 200 plus accessible devices. That was just something that we did on the way just because it was, it was an obstacle for us. It wasn't something that we set out to do. It's kind of like George Lucas. He owns all these technology and all that. And it's not because he wanted to build technology. It's because he needed this technology for his film. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it turned into something, its own, you know, entity after that. But so, so that was kind of how that went about. But that was, that was very, uh, I would spend nights with no sleep. I loved it though. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. <laughs> That's the dedication it takes. Like figuring sometimes. out, like innovating and connecting the dots and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, it was very, uh, I thought it was very exciting. It's not probably very healthy. 
so that kind of took a toll and um decided to uh have a child and that was what really changed my life my son he's now seven i said can't live that lifestyle of all night putting all your money back into the company you know you have to start looking after your family and change your lifestyle so i decided to uh to move to little rock arkansas and basically changed up my whole life things are going well you like it there oh i love it absolutely love it so people are great love the you know it's got a good combination of city and absolutely love it but uh one of the things was that you know i wanted my dad was a wonderful father and he did marketing for pepsi he changed the can blue he's in charge of like a 300 to 500 million dollar marketing budget wow so i grew up in that kind of culture of this dinners i was the youngest we would just sit around it would be a candlelight dinner with you know classical music and he would just talk my brothers would talk and my mom my sister i would just listen and i was like a sponge i just took it all in that's great so yeah it's a great great way to learn yeah no exactly i had that advantage and then uh but as I said before, he was a great father. And so I want to be the same for my son. And so, you know, my priorities changed to being a soccer coach, to being a Boy Scout leader, to a baseball fan, to you name it. Yeah, that's great. You know, that's great. Yeah. It's been and those are, those are great experiences. I, I have five kids and those are great experiences. No doubt about it. Um, sometimes overwhelming and challenging in their own way, but definitely great experiences. So you, you've innovated in so many amazing ways. Um, from a communication perspective, I'm curious of how you get other folks to buy into a creative vision that they probably don't see themselves, that you know you, only you see. How do you communicate that and get them excited about it? That is a great question. I see communication as just a form of marketing. So marketing is getting your point across, right? It's getting through the clutter or the noise that people describe it in the, the pixel world. And so you have to adopt to what you're saying to that person. Mm-hmm. So my mom is my barometer, one of the best, sweetest ladies ever. And if I can't explain what I'm doing to her, then I have failed at my communication, at my marketing, all that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to go in some technical code with her because that means nothing to her. You know, yeah. she needs to know the bigger concept. You know, it's a Netflix type platform, stuff like that, that she can get a, a grasp on. You know, what I was saying before, a lot of these things, though, is uh, because they're, they're different. And, you know, a lot of them, are, you know, are very visionary and innovative and all that. That haven't been done before. I have had to fund most of my projects by myself. And so I've rolled one project into the next project, similar to Elon Musk, but have nowhere near the capital. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. Same, same concept, though. And so once I get it off and going and kind of built, and someone can actually see the product in motion and test drive it, then I go out to investors and start communicating, and they can actually physically see what it is. I think people. When they can see things, it's a lot easier for them to understand. Absolutely. Um, and even that, I apply that today with my, uh, my marketing company. I'm very video-focused, heavy, because I believe videos, you know, I like to say a picture's worth a thousand words, a video's worth a billion pixels. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really how you can, you know, move the, the bar, the easiest way of kind of changing and influencing someone. Yeah. So, but uh, another thing with, you know, being innovative is, so you have a lot of your easiest places to get money would be your family. Mm-hmm. They're closest to you. They believe in you. It's probably the worst place to get money though. And because you do not want to ruin those relationships. Uh, you got to spend Christmas with them. You got to spend the holidays. Yeah. Don't ruin a relationship over you know, being money hungry. 
they're outside investors that will give you a great perspective because it's different and it has no emotional tie to it out there and are you know what they do is invest in companies so you know yeah i've definitely seen families go through difficult times because of business disagreements we'll say and you have a great point that bringing an outside investment brings in perspective and expertise that might be hard to hear but that you really need to hear to be successful no doubt yes, about it totally now i know that you also talk a lot about partnerships right and the value of developing partnerships when you're developing and innovating so I'd love to hear just a little bit uh, about how you do that successfully. How do you reach out and approach them? And how do you build those partnerships to uh, you know, be able to grow together? So one of my philosophies, and maybe this goes back to you know, when I thought I was at stage four cancer, and I did this before, but probably not as much as I do now. I, I'm not afraid to put myself out there. I believe in that these leaders, these CEOs to all that, got to where they are by the help of someone. Someone gave them a break. So I feel that it's their, I would say almost duty a little bit to, to, to coach the next generation of great leaders. So that was kind of, you know, I'm not afraid to email or talk to whoever. So but partnerships are key, especially because you start a company, you don't have the money typically, probably almost every time that the money that you need. So how are you going to able to do the things that you need without the capital? And that is through partnerships, finding the right company that can fill that void for you. You know, you can concentrate on what you're doing and they can handle, you know, if it's technology that you need, they can handle the technology aspect and you can just concentrate on your content. And so I've been very fortunate with my partnerships over the years. I was one of the first Google and YouTube content partners back in 2009, which was exciting. And the program's changed completely now, but back then they're very selective and you had a lot more options and, you know, you had a team that worked with you and all that. So, but then I was also, um, I decided with the Freestyle Life, I needed a private player, video player for my own site. And so I partnered with one of the, the leading video hosting solutions. So the, the leading video player at the time uh, called Breakup. And uh, these companies are crucial to me in terms of, you know, I believe in marketing everything putting everything out there so people know everything. And so, you know, I, I publicly announced these partnerships and the companies were excited about it because they're getting free P PR. They like working with innovative entrepreneurs because it looks great for them. You know, maybe you have the next big idea that they can get a hold of. So uh, that's kind of my concept. And then I've had to lean on these partners multiple times. And because of my whole concept of putting everything out there, you know, in the press, communicating everything, I've been able to get what I was looking for. For example, I was start, about to start that second film exhibition online, and it's going and uh, getting all these big submissions, big budgets, because the first year of the ours was so successful, uh, it was in the top 10 for online traffic. So the second year, and our winner went on to the Oscars to be a shortlisted for best form. So the second year, everyone was all pumped, the filmmakers and all that. They're like, this is great, the concept. And so they started submitting great films and i did not have the money to put this festival on <laughs> and next thing you know it's time to put on the festival <laughs> and i'm like uh, uh what am i gonna do <laughs> so i reached out to uh one of my partners and i said hey this is the situation i don't have the money it's gonna look bad because these government huge entities that were dealing with big film production companies it's gonna look bad for both of us can you help me out and they stepped up they got great PR from the whole festival 
and they have not asked a word since. <laughs> so they could not have been a, a better partner for what I was needing at the time. So good deal. But good deal. Going back to communication, though, I'm a big. Uh, I like to go right to the top. If you can get to that CEO, go to the CEO. He's the one who's eventually going to have to sign off on what your decision is. So just start there in the beginning, and you can figure the email out online. Might take a couple times, but you can figure it out. And these guys, as I said before, and women, they got breaks somewhere in their life. You know, they're willing to help other people, and you know, they were entrepreneurs at one point themselves, or small business owners, or um, you name it. So I've been very successful, and they've all responded within a couple hours and put me in touch with the right people. And I've just been amazed on how nice all these CEOs have been. Yeah, it's good advice. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there and go for the top folks, right? Because you'll be surprised at how responsive they might be. It won't work every time, but if it only has to work a few times, you know? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) If you reach out to 100 and you get three, those three can still be extremely powerful connections for you. Totally. uh, And helping you achieve your goal. No doubt about it. Now, Talk to me a little bit about your approach to leadership. I know that you're big on a kind of a focus around positivity. So tell me a little bit about that. I believe with positivity, you can get around most things. An example of that would be, you know, lack of funding. You know, you need someone to do the coding or whatever topic, and you don't have the money to hire a real coder. So I've taught the people that I work with how to do a lot of that stuff. Code to, you know, whatever role needs to be filled. And they're hesitant at first because this is new. Anything new to any people is you're scared about, you know, I can't do this. I don't want to embarrass myself or whatever. And I've just encouraged and uh, they've slowly made progress and progress until they've completed what they're supposed to do. And they're totally psyched and I'm psyched and the company's totally psyched. You know, here they are, they're, they're building their career, you know, beyond, let's say they want to go to some other company. They now have a better step up than they did before. You know, I believe in, empowering your employees and training your employees so that they can go to another company. You know, you have the option to be either not training your employees and just keeping the same people and your company is not going to grow because they're not thinking that way of growing mm-hmm. or you're going to train and empower your employees and you might lose some, but you're going to get the most out of them while they're there. Yeah. I think the power of believing in folks and communicating that to them can go a long way, especially even when they don't believe in themselves right? But you're showing them that you think that they can achieve something. And sometimes it just opens up their eyes to what they can achieve. Totally. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. So, something else I wanted to ask about, I, I know that you've done some work at the UN. So I'd love to just hear a little bit about what the work that you've done there and, and, and what you're accomplishing there. So uh, how it started, I just, they just started inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen that no, often. They've never invited me. One meeting I was invited to, and then it, I was invited to another meeting, and then I spoke, and they liked what I said, and then I was being invited to like twice a week to go. Such an honor, so fun, and you know, you like to think that what you've said it can you know change the world, that the ramifications of what's going on and all that. So big, you have no idea. Yeah. But it was very, uh, it was a great experience, and uh, you know, it was funny after one of the meetings. I was riding the train home back to Connecticut and had the, the director, the, at the time, the director of UNAIDS. He was on the train with me. Big deal. And, uh, you know, he wants to take the train like an average person. And it seemed just, I don't know if it's coincidentally or whatever, every bridge we went under, it was blocked off by police. Oh, so like, you could have, like, nothing could happen to this guy on the way home. 
It's because you were on there. Like a normal right? citizen. Wow, very cool. So, yeah. what, what topics were you focused on when you were there? Given so, uh, okay, meetings? so they it ranged from everything from uh, global education. Mm-hmm. And I think that was what originally got me in because they saw what I had built with the freestyle life mm-hmm. of being able to influence and get video out to people on their mobile phone. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. So you could change you know, some country that does not have the technology to all that, but most people have mobile phones. Yeah, you can influence, educate. You know, education is power, so you can educate them on you know what's going on or what could help them. Or so that was kind of what got me in, and then it led to everything from HIV to access to medicine, and then to LGBT. I think I might have messed that one up, but yeah, um, you know where you're going. And right? it was basically the whole gamut. It was yeah, great. You know, I went amazing. to like the big assembly rooms to these like small little rooms and different buildings. And you know, a lot of times I had to pinch myself like what's going on right now. This is wild. Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's that's amazing. Some, some weird, small building. You're having this meeting with like these important people. And so it was great. That's so. very cool. And it is a really powerful medium, the, the mobile phone and communicating through it. When, like you said, in a lot of developed countries, they don't have electricity and running water, but they have a mobile phone. You know, and yep. you can educate them through that or help them empower themselves through that medium. And that's pretty yeah. amazing stuff. Very cool. So just a few questions that I like to ask all the guests that I have on the show. And, and then I want to be respectful of your time. So we'll, we'll move on from there. But first one, I really believe in the power of conversation. So I always ask my guests if there's a particular conversation they've had in their lives that was really impactful upon the path that they ended up taking. I had a conversation. Um, so my, my father was a big influence in my life. Uh, he died very early, but he did great things, you know, while he was here. But I remember I was like 26 or 25 and I just sold my first TV show. So all these episodes and, you know, it was one of the youngest, you know, producers and, you know, New York and Hollywood and, and, uh, you know, there's all this stuff going back and forth, the network and all that. And I remember sitting at my kitchen table. I went home to see my parents one weekend. And I was doing some work and I was like, dad, like, I don't think this is for me. Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't think this is the industry for me. And he turned to me and he's like, Tom, like, I never knew what industry was for me. I just kept my head down and kept going. Most people are still trying to figure it out. You know, he said, I just kept my head down and kept going. I knew I had to, had a family, I had all that stuff. And, uh, look at me now, you know, like he did, he went from here to here to great things. That was kind of a very impactful conversation with me in terms of, you know, I could have been doing right now accounting. Who knows, you know, if the conversation <laughs> went differently. <laughs> it's a, see, that, that's what I mean by the power of conversation. It, when you look back, it can have such an impact upon the path that you end up taking. It's really cool, I think. And it, something for us all to remember how important our day-to-day conversations are because you never know what the impact will be down the road. So yeah. don't take them for granted. Second question, completely different topic, but it's more around first impressions. Right. When somebody, when you meet somebody for the first time, what's the single thing they can do to leave you walking away saying, Hey, you know, I want to build a relationship with that person. So the single most thing, this is something, you know, I like to say your parents probably taught you. And if not, I'm going to teach you right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's simple. It's the handshake, Mm -hmm. you know, not too firm, not too hard. And the looking in the eyes and saying, nice to meet you. There's the, the basic things that you can do. And then I'm a big believer in dress for success. Mm-hmm. You know, how you dress is how someone perceives you right off the bat. I used to wear a suit and tie every day. I did not need to wear a suit and tie. 
But I wore a suit and tie because I was dealing, I was trying to raise money. And so I was dealing with a lot of Wall Street people, a lot of finance people, and they wore a suit and tie. So I wanted to make them feel comfortable. So first impressions are big, especially if, if you're at the forefront of a company. Mm-hmm, um, for sure. You have to be, you're the face of it. So, you know, how you are is how the company is perceived. And, you know, it's been really interesting since I've, I've wrote, written this book. I've always been, you know, I always like to say I'm, I've always been a brand or whatever. But this book is the first time that I've really have become like I am the brand that I'm marketing. I'm marketing myself with this book. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas in the past, I've always marketed other companies. I'm part of that company and I'm still marketing. Maybe I'm in the commercials or whatever. But this is the first time that this is just all me. It's been interesting, just like, uh, you know, and I'm a big believer, like that small little conversation that you have with someone can impact them, as you were saying before, hugely. And I had this one situation and I will not let it happen again. Someone emailed me or responded to one of my questions on the Instagram. And it was like a simple question and I just ran out of time. You know, they're asking about uh, something about how to get into Instagram and marketing yourself. I ran out of time. And so the next time he, he sent something to me and I responded right away. And he's like, he said, you know, you crushed me with crushed was the word oh, wow. uh, when you did not respond last time. Like you, I, like I lost all hope. Wow. And that like, that like stabbed me in the heart. So the power that you have, you know, me, me too, I was like, let's get off the phone. Let's, you know, <laughs> I'm going to help you in any way. <laughs> let's go to dinner and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fly you out of here. <laughs> yeah. But so, you know, the conversations that you have are so impactful and they might just be a sentence or two, but they can literally change someone's whole career. And so, you know, going back to uh, positivity, like now I, I'm currently, I do a, a post every night on Instagram. It's like a photo kind of d- graphically distorted to whatever of me, but it has like a positive saying in the bottom of some music. It's like a kind of like an iconic photo, mm-hmm. but it's always positive. And I've had people, you know, email me or, you know, direct message me saying, I just want to thank you for being so positive in this time. Like it's everything. I'm so down, like, at least you're positive, like, you know, making me laugh or, you know, <laughs> just being upbeat or that's, yeah. that's awesome. So it's kind of the small things that you can, you do have a big amplification. Yeah. Uh, so for sure. For sure. Very cool. Third question. So just as you think about what you've accomplished throughout your life and you look back at some of the bigger challenges that you've been through, if you could have one communication skill in more abundance that would have made that easier for you, what would that have been? That's a great question. I think the main one would be for me to be able to, to understand or see what's going on in someone's brain mm-hmm. while I'm talking to them or, you know, before I set up a meeting, you know, you have people that are in positions at companies that their job is just to take meetings, you know, and so they'll agree to a meeting and you will work so hard to get your, you know, your presentation done, your deck done, your financials. And, you know, the person has, he, he already knows he's not going to fund you. Yeah but he needs to take meeting just by his job. And so if I could just understand those, so I'm not, cause you only have, you know, the one thing that we all are in poverty is, is time. You know, mm-hmm. we're limited with time. It's the one thing we, you know, we can't get more. You know, I feel like I've wasted a lot of time of, of those types of situations or even, you know, small talk when you're, you know, you're having a conversation trying to explain something to someone and they're thinking about picking up their kid at the soccer game later. They're not even paying attention to you. They're nodding their head, but <laughs> like I'm doing no right now. What you're saying. And so, you know, that's another example of something not the most efficient way of your time or, you know, you're, you're not 
speaking their language correctly or you're not getting through to them. So yeah, that'd be a huge, I mean, the better you can be at reading and understanding people by far, the more impactful your communications will be because you know how to speak to whatever's going on in their head, right? Even if yeah. that's ending that conversation, <laughs> you know, cause they're headed somewhere else. So totally. yeah. Yeah, no, great stuff. Okay, last question. If you could give somebody three pieces of guidance around being a strong communicator, what would those be? Three pieces of advice. It would be, first one would be, I'm a big believer in in video. Mm -hmm. So video is the best way of communicating. If you're trying to market or get your message out or, you know, it can go viral, you can market it. So I'm huge into video. My second word of advice of someone who starting out would be, if, if they're an entrepreneur and looking to start a company, mm-hmm. it would be just to plan for everything to take longer than you expect. Mm, sure. And that goes from everything from creating your product to your demo to raising capital. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. Everyone thinks that, you know, you read in the paper of, of these companies getting $26 million or $100 million, but they are, you know, the percentage of raising venture capital is 0.06%. Yeah. They're in the far few. So you have to you have to be able your company has to be able to be self-sufficient. Let's say you sell your company, awesome. You don't sell your company, it can still run and you can still have a life and support your family and do all that. Yeah. The last piece on someone starting out communication, I'm a big believer in dress for success, as I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every day I you know I put my best foot forward, I shower, I shave, it makes me feel good. It gets me in the mentality of now it's time to go to work. And so, you know, you don't have to overdress or whatever, but, you know, I try to look somewhat nice, you know, button down to a jacket to whatever, or because your first impressions are huge, especially if you're looking to grow your company or raise capital or just make a great impression in terms of, you know, your career or to whatever. So, yeah, yeah and I think, three. yeah, I think that those are powerful and clearly you, <laughs> you dress very well, man. Um, the fact that you were kind of alluding to you used to dress up and now you're dressing down, but we're talking on a Saturday afternoon <laughs> and you got a button down shirt and a sport coat on and, um, you're definitely looking more dressed to impress than I am at the moment, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's impressive. So cool, man. So just tell folks where they can find you most easily. All right. So, uh, my book, Amplify Your Marketing, Career and Company. This is written for you, entrepreneurs, small business owners, or people just looking to better their career, to be at or to be a better employee, all that. It's a fun read. It's about my life. I've had a very interesting life. And you can learn from my experiences, both good and bad. Um, I'm also Instagram. I'm in the 0.005% of top influencers. I'm always on Instagram that you can find me there. And it is Tommy Swanhouse. Just Tommy Swanhouse. Instagram at Tommy Swanhouse. And then I also want to say I'm uh, in the process of starting an online uh, education uh, okay, course. Cool. So I filmed the first one. It is for uh, it's social media 101, the basics. I filmed the class, and so I'm just working on developing the platform. Working, so, so is that that's not available yet? That's just being built right now? Uh, yeah, I'm still tweaking it. You got the content side of it, and then you got to build the uh, platform. And so if it goes as planned, it, the whole idea is bringing kind of competition into... Uh, education. Have you ever done like a spin class where it's like bike six is third, bike two is one, you know, bike yeah. one, if you go harder, you know, so it's that concept. You get points for stuff that you accomplish. So, Very cool. but uh, yeah, we'll see. It's coming along, but as in everything, it takes longer than you expect. Yeah. So, any thoughts on rough timing? 
I hate to say uh, uh, I won't I won't you know? pin you down to anything. Yeah, but uh it, it's it's in the works. So okay. on your Instagram, I'm sure we can hear about it there as it as it gets developed. <laughs> exactly. You'll definitely hear about it. Yeah. Very cool. Can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on. I thought it was a tremendous conversation. I know folks are walking away with a ton of value. So just really grateful for your time today. Thanks for joining me. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Don't let the momentum stop now. Continue your path towards connecting at another level by joining the Communication Nation. We'll be discussing today's topics as well as more real-world solutions to transforming your life personally and professionally at facebook.com slash groups slash join the Communication Nation. Remember, you're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and life. And that conversation starts right here on The Art of Communication.